This is Things You Might Have Heard, and I'm going to bring you in mere moments the best that you said were the best and the latest in yesterday's information, politics, current events, and pop culture news as your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and unconventional source news. We are glad to be here to give you this thing five days a week. We're going to give you eight of the top stories, 15 top stories that you chose over the past 30 hours or so. That's more conversational. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. We can debate which ones made it or not, and we'll explain how that whole situation works, how we vet the stories after we go through the eight headlines. Now, we have in the picture for our teaser a window in a hotel, and we have in our you know little blurb there, uh, Hangover 4. There is no Hangover 4, so let's get that straight, but it's the only way to really describe what's going on. So we'll get to that story, plus seven other great stories that you said were great. Go to our website, thisisaconversationproject.com, and you can find out more about what we have going on. But we'll explain a lot of this after we get through the new stuff, the meat of the potatoes part, if you will. Today is Wednesday, the July the 12th. Wednesday, July the 12th, 2023. And let's go ahead and get into the headlines that you vetted as most conversational for this morning. Let's get into story number one. And it is dealing with the story where a SWAT standoff with armed hostage taker, that is the quote there, throwing items from Caesar's Palace Las Vegas window happened yesterday. This all actually ended up fairly calm in the ending, but a man barricaded himself in a hotel room at Caesars Palace and threw objects out of the window, sending guests running for cover. SWAT team were able to arrest the man and rescue a female hostage. Now, the reason why I guess we saw all of this stuff, or the reason why I use Hangover 4 in the teaser for the title is... Despite all efforts to say that Twitter is dead, Hangover 4 was was trending like a gangbusters yesterday over this one as people were posting the pictures of the chair going out the window and saying, man, Hangover 4 is going to be a wild movie, which had to go deeper into what was going on. Now, there's a really serious part to this story. So we ask you to check out the link and read the story or search it on your own as police talk about what they did to capture the man and rescue the lady that were in this hostage situation. Uh, but um, yeah. So it was a wild night in Vegas, and this time what happened in Vegas didn't quite stay in Vegas because many people, thanks to the internets, had a chance to see all that they could see. Let's move on to the next story we have for this morning, which is Panda Twins Born in South Korea for First Time. Now, this is not the first time pandas were born in South Korea uh, because they happen, but the fact that this panda gave birth to twins. Now, I worked with a news person many years ago uh, as the panda stories come out every so often who literally, you know, came with a quote that, I don't understand why pandas are too dumb to have sex. Pandas are an dangerous species. They look cute and cuddly. They're actually pretty deadly, but for some reason, they have issues carrying babies to term. And then, you know, just not wanting to have babies itself. So this is a celebration for all. China, very happy about this, as China basically loans out all the pandas. All the pandas are owned, if you will, by China. Uh, but the new big giant panda gave birth to twins in South Korea at a theme park. And they are so well. Now, baby pandas are like itty-bitty, so it's going to take a while to keep up with them and make sure they're, they're doing well. But we are glad to see the panda population is doing what they can. So uh, it is a thing going on there. So congratulations to the pandas for figuring out how to panda, if you will. Next story, Mike Lindell is auctioning off pillow making equipment and hawking hundreds of random items in a sprawling yard sale of my pillow stuff. The headline says it all. Mike Lindell has had a hard time for quite some time. And it literally stems from him aligning himself to President um, Trump 
and overdoing it. I'm going to say that for the sake of our audience because audience goes both ways. Overdoing it in his zeal to keep the president as a president. Uh, coming up with very crazy ideas. That part I'm saying on my own. And just doing what he can to be Mike Lindell. Now, the great story, the grand story of Mike Lindell being a... a um, I think it was like a crack addict, being a drug addict and being you know, homeless and doing well, then coming up to my pillow, making these factories, making all American stuff for the world. It's a great story. And then it turns on a dime and goes really, really into the weird section, like like Hellraiser section, based on his support for Donald Trump. You can gauge and you can, you know, judge him for who he is and what he's doing. This is the actual story. Mike Lindell's MyPillow company is failing badly. And I've seen like lately new products out there, but they're for really slashed prices because essentially things are in a pipeline that they can't sell. He's not in the stores anymore. He's going to mostly the right wing side channels, conservative channels, Fox News and uh, sometimes Newsmax, things like that on that on that bent. So he's having a hard time getting his, his inventory out there. If you're looking for my pillow stuff, you can get my pillow stuff and maybe even buy a factory at this point, the way things are going for him. Let's go on to the next story for this morning. Story number four is after banning Barbie, Vietnam now orders Netflix to remove Chinese drama over controversial map. So Barbie, the movie, which hasn't come out yet, somewhere in the, I guess, in the previews, there's a map of the world that shows uh, the territory that is basically claimed by China. But Vietnam is actually disputing it because China claims a lot of stuff that isn't quite theirs. Vietnam said, hey, we don't like that. We're not showing Barbie. And they're like, "Okay." So Vietnam is now really flexing its muscles and going to Netflix and trying to remove another Chinese drama. Uh, This one called um, I'm trying to see it in the thing. um, uh, You fight for you. That is the uh, flight flight to you. That is the name of the uh, Chinese made um, a movie that has some barrier things there as well. This is weirdly enough, you know, how, how movies and how media and how Netflix and, and the Barbie movie are becoming political pawns in the way of the China U S and China uh, Vietnam relations. This is a very interesting story. So check out the link to it or look for it on its own because if you've not been keeping up with China and they're sort of overreaching and stuff, I know you've probably heard about Taiwan and things like that, but sort of saying, yeah, we're going to put this island here and now it's ours. Things like that are really serious news. This may seem like sort of petty stuff between nations, but it really does lead up to very serious news content content, and very serious border content, which is what's out there at stake. Next story. Leslie Van Houten, follower of the cult leader Charles Manson, released from California prison. Leslie Van Houten is 73 years old and was released from prison Tuesday after serving more than 50 years for the murder of the wealthy Los Angeles couple. Her attorney says she was still trying to get used to the idea that the whole thing was real. 1969 was kind of a weird time. I was not around, so I can't tell you how weird time it was. This was literally older than I am. So it's, you know, going through Vietnam and civil rights movement and the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy all happened in that strife. In the meantime, Charlie Manson had his murders and his family, his cult, doing all the weird stuff. And many people stayed in jail for quite some time. Literally, these all these folks are now in their 70s and 80s. 
Um, this lady has now been released. If this is something that is a big concern to you, then please comment on this one here. This is one that's just a big as a news story. This, in my perspective, because it's older than I am, is a history lesson. This is something that, that is literally history to me. But it's something that, as a cultural fact, for 25 years after this, it was always a big thing with the Charlie Manson murders. Now that we're 50 years removed, the younger folks don't really get it. I mean, they also don't get you know, cords on, on phones either, but that's a whole nother story. This is a story that is extremely interesting if you follow this case from its beginning and understand how it meant to the then Governor Jerry Brown. You can understand where it's, where it's going. But this is one, from my perspective, I can't give actually much... Um, I can't give much much insight onto it because it literally was history and was not quite the history well before true crime was really out there. This was kind of true crime in real time. Brad Pitt accused of looting winery assets, acting like a petulant child in legal battle. Looting and act like a petulant child are in quotes there. Those are quotes coming from Jolie's or, or uh, Jolie's uh, former investment firm. Um, that's um, his, his former wife, Novell, and that is the factor suing Brad Pitt for $350 million, saying that he basically wasted company assets and kind of got in the way and acted like a, a jerk uh, for dealing with their winery, Chateau Marvial. Um, so this has been a, a weird sort of legal battle that's been going on for a while. Their divorce, their breakup, and their assets. They seem to love their children and care for their children. But there's also a seeming of really hate from themselves. It's like watching um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith for real, and but at the end of it, they don't realize they, they actually love each other. They just feel it, realize, oh, yeah, we're in rival organizations. We should keep shooting at each other. That's what this thing is turning into. And, yes, we put a lot of stories out there that are basically um, innuendo and just kind of gawking into people's windows because that's what people want to get know about. It kind of is what it is. That's why we're talking so much Kevin Costner stuff. But in the real time, there are people involved there are families involved there's children involved in this case there it's not so much about the children it's about the grown adults not wanting to be business partners anymore so you can hate either side on this one without any real tragedy i don't really care uh you can take brad's side or you can take angelina's side whichever side you want to because this is more on the business side not with the kids now when we're dealing with the kids we will of course you know put kid gloves on you know no pun intended to make sure we're doing things that are not so harmful but you really, really have to kind of kind of lean into this one. This one looks like a bad business deal where one person where everybody sort of loves Brad Pitt. Apparently, he's not the best business person and not great to get along with in this business dealings. You can, you know, your knowledge may vary on that one. But let's talk about Bank of America in a bad way. And I say this because I have dealings with them as they are one of my banks. They are going to have to pay $250 million over junk feeds and fake accounts. So junk fees, essentially, back in the day when overdraft fees were all the rage, where you, you bought, you'd be a dollar short, so they'd charge you $8. And so the next day, you're $9 short, so they charge you $8. And the next day, you are now $17 short, so they charge you another $8 until you pay up and get that fee. Things like that. Also, fees on top of other things like loans and credit cards, things like that. So many fees that were charged and things uh, going on. It's it's weird. In fact, the robot editor actually has the charge for late fees back in the day was $35. So $35, $10 onto that, $10 onto that, 
$10 under. That comes through real money. And yes, I've been caught in traps where I've been overdrafted and didn't check catch it for a day and have two, three days of overdraft funds to fill in to keep up with that. Now, most banks are eliminating those or dealing with protections or doing some sort of insurance to keep you from doing that. That's one of the, the, the things they're doing to get you back to banks as more people are literally leaving money under their mattresses, which essentially is Cash App and Venmo. Uh, so they're doing that. So we'll see how Bank America deals with this, other than the fact they got to pay up a whole lot of money. Uh, you need to check out the link because there's other things out there to um, tell you um, how to get your money. Because they are a bank, they may not just send you a check. Uh, we see someone in live chat saying they sent them a check, didn't know what it was for, and it was probably for some some overdraft fee from the past. Look for a check. Maybe you'll get one. If you don't never get one, uh, look up to see if you are liable to get a check coming up. And... We put this one last on purpose because normally we lead with these stories, but there were so many other things going on. We wanted to make sure we got this one in here. We didn't want to give Trump too much Trump, if you will. Uh, the headline reads, Justice Department reverses position, won't support shielding Trump in original E. Jean Carroll lawsuit. Now, there were two E. Jean Carroll E. Jean Carroll lawsuits that were out there. One was an original one from more or less back in the day that essentially was filed while Trump was literally the president. So he could not be charged because there are rules about not charging active presidents for anything. And this, the one that went through was one that was basically a defamation after the fact about her, her making fun, him making fun of her afterwards. And they threw in some rape things in that one. That one went through, that one made money. She's asking for more money and trying to reopen this case. Now it looks like Justice Department will let them reopen the original E. Jean Carroll case. If this gets confusing, that means they're like, right, they basically five cases because E. Jean Carroll has two of them uh, that he's facing, including, you know, overthrowing the government, which is kind of a big one. You can go deeper in, into details of Donald Trump's legal woes by reading the story or looking them up. And like we said earlier, whichever side of the fence you follow politically, you can take your opinions on how it's going. This case now has a chance to go forward because the protection, the main protection on this, the fact that Trump was president and Justice Department says you can't do this. DOJ is saying we relinquish. Go so so go forth and be well as well can be. Those are eight stories that you vetted for the day. Eight of the stories you vetted for the day and so we pulled out for our Headlines. Let's go to our teaser story for this morning. And this is a very simple act. You vetted those stories by just going to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash this is conversation project and Twitter.com slash TH underscore conversation. What we're looking for is for threads to give us a chance to preset some stories. We'll use threads and get some stats. We'll start using them as a feed as well. Um, we'll see if Twitter survives. Although yesterday with the hangover four, it's pretty sure Twitter's going to be around for a while. This story right here is one that got posted basically moments before we wanted to air this morning at 5.50 a.m. Central. So you may have to go back and look at this, look for this based on when you're watching or listening to the feed. But here's our headline. Farmers insurance pulls out of Florida affecting 100,000 policy. We are getting more and more reports of insurance companies leaving places. They have left California. Um, I think it was State Farm who left California and Florida is now leaving um, farmers insurance is now leaving Florida. And it's literally not dealing with any homeowners insurance policies. It's not dealing with homeowners. There are other things going on there. There's business insurance. There might be renters insurance. There might be various properties that you may have. But as far as covering your home, um, insurance companies are just literally pulling out. They're done. They're giving up. 
What does that mean for your home? As a person who's dealing with an insurance company with after um, tornado damage, trust me, it's not a happy experience. But it can't be all that grand for the insurance companies who are dealing with all the losses they're seeing and all the money they're paying out. And oh yeah, by the way, no one wants to blame climate change, but that's some of the issues they're, they're dealing and they're literally blaming with in California and with Florida. There's a whole lot of hurricanes, a whole lot of storms popping up lately that are damaging things and keeping people from being able to rebuild or rebuild properly or just spending a bunch of money. I, like I said, we're dealing with insurance claims for a natural disaster, so it ain't fun. And so I'm sure the insurance companies aren't having fun dealing with people in general. This will affect a lot of people. Will this affect you enough to talk about it tomorrow? Go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter and let us know if this story is one we're chatting about. As we said, we're going to take the top 15 stories. We get about we get over 30, 30 to 34 based on how things work in a day. If we don't miss an hour or whatnot, 30, 30, so many stories get posted. We'll rank them up in the score based on your engagement and the top 15 stories we, we pull out and look at. And we pull eight of those stories to give to narrative. We don't present them necessarily in order. So there's you can't really say top eight stories, but eight of the top stories of the morning. You tell us what to do literally for this um, the audio podcast. You're doing that or the video if you're watching that way. At this point, we start to sell you something and we hope to sell you something. But this is an easy sell to give you on because this is for Zenny Optical. If you can't buy this one, I don't understand where you are. Maybe you just don't wear glasses. So that doesn't mean anything to you. But if you wear glasses, whatever type of glasses you need, you know they can be expensive. There have been a whole lot of gimmicks and things lately to kind of bring the prices down, which is great. But here's one original gimmick that has never been a gimmick. Zenny Optical has been my glass, my optician, my glasses um, provider for over a decade. They've been out there for even longer, and they offer the most inexpensive glasses, period, at least as far as I can always tell. And they're great glasses. They're not cheap. Well, they are plastic, but they aren't cheap plastic that fall apart. I've bought the same frames for over a decade because I'm kind of boring. But every time I upgrade my glasses, I get new ones. I have the same more or less frames for my sunglasses. Uh, I've upgraded lenses so they have, you know, the, the blue blocker technology and some of the um, transitions. I have another pair that does the transitions like that, although those are brand names. They do it all. Zenny Optical will cover you, your glasses, your your women's glasses, men's glasses, kids' glasses, the full family's glasses, uh, bifocals, trifocals. Yeah, they got them too. Sports goggles, sure, get those as well. Like I said, sunglasses and other great technologies are all there. If you love us and you love your eyes and you kind of like glasses, go to Zenny Optical using our link at this. It's the conversationproject.com slash Zenny, Z-E-N-N-I. This is conversationproject.com slash Zenny. Zenny Optical will take good care of you. This is an affiliate link, so we get paid if you buy from them, but it costs you nothing extra. We just thank you for checking out all our sponsors and making sure they can take good care of you because we pick sponsors that take good care of folks. So thank you so much for thinking about Zenny Optical. At this point, we're going to think about us and we're going to talk about the conversation project because we get a chance to. This is the short part where we promote us every single day. So if you, you know, if you're not into self-promotion, which we do a lot of, go ahead and skip ahead about 90 seconds, two minutes to the fun stuff. You'll want to get to the fun stuff. But the conversation project lives at this. It's a conversation And we are glad to provide for you this service. Now, a lot of what's going on is a vanity thing, to be honest. I used to work in um, radio news and some TV production, not in news, but in production TV. And I had the assets and had been able to be a news junkie uh, du jour in doing that because I had access to news stories and people and whatnot. And then I lost it. 
And then when I lost it and wanted to get, you know, generally good news, it's hard to get that. What what we didn't realize so much in the production of the news was how much of the fat we were trimming and how much of bits and pieces were going out there for the main product. And then for people who really wanted to kind of mainline the good stuff, it's hard to get. So we do this and we do the best we can with the sources we have. I do have a full time jobs and other parts of the side gig as well. So not a lot of time to give to this. But the time I do give to this is precious and it's very, very important. If you think we're doing fairly good for the conversation project, we offer you ten, uh, these things you might have heard, the weekend shows and other ways to connect with you and other things in more better media. Um, we ask you to, number one, be a part of the show and follow us on the feeds on Facebook and Twitter. That's the best thing you can do by just engaging in stories and giving us, sorry, giving us something to talk about. The other thing is to share this with other like-minded news people because it's awesome to have more like-minded news people in the thing. And the um, third and fourth thing is buy some stuff and pay us some stuff. Be honest. Go to our sponsors page and check out a sponsor. We get affiliate commissions from those things. It's literally you buying stuff you're already buying, and we get a chunk from that. And if you think we're doing really, really good stuff, you like what we're doing, want to help us present it to more people or, or, or better to people, Visit our partnerships page and see if there's a way that you would like to partner with us to do better, be better, keep going. It's if you if you're up to it, if you have the funds available to that, if you don't have the funds, just support us by watching and, and engaging, because that's the main bulk of this. We'll figure out other ways to keep things going. If you want to help us advance that a little faster, we do appreciate that in advance. Now, I'm done. No more asking for stuff. No more begging for stuff. It's all about you. It's all about fun. The fun stuff happens now. We start off with our birthdays for today, being the 12th of July, 2023. Happy birthday to Richard freaking Simmons. 75 years old on the day. Last year, this time, and a lot of time for a while, for a couple of years, we were saying happy birthday to Richard Simmons, but not knowing exactly where he is. And we still don't know exactly where he is. But at times, they thought he was kidnapped. They thought he was being, you know, I don't know, trafficked. I don't know what they were thinking. But no one could really figure out what was going on with Richard Simmons in his life. He was being controlled by weird people. As far as we can tell, he's doing fine. He's still out there in the shorts and the tank tops, hounding people and doing jumping jacks in weird places. We are glad for Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons is a national treasure. He's a worldwide treasure. And if we lose Richard Simmons, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, so uh, we're going to find him, wrap him in bubble wrap, and protect Richard Simmons at all costs. Also, happy birthday to Cheryl Ladd, 72 years old today. I'm going to say, I don't have my notes in front of me, I'm going to say that she was one of Charlie's Angels and hopefully not screw that up because Charlie's Angels was a long, long time ago, 72 years old on the day for Cheryl Ladd. And Topher Grace, 45 years old on today. I can't think of anything current that he is in. I'm sure there's plenty of current things going on, but he is, um, of course, involved with the um, the 90s show in a bit. He you know did some, I think he's actually producing it, and it was in a couple episodes as that went through. But as far as actual what he's acting in lately, I don't know exactly if he's doing anything particular, but happy birthday to Topher Grace as well. On this day in history, going back to 1933 on the 12th of July, Congress passed the first federal minimum wage law in the United States. That was a whopping 33 cents an hour. So I'm not sure what people were being paid in 1933 that needed to be 33 cents an hour. But now the minimum wage is a big point of contention for all of us on whether the minimum wage should be something that's literally um, something that people can live on, something that, that can grow with with inflation and time, or is just some way to give employers employers 
uh, a way to just not, you know, totally pay people 33 cents in 2023. Minimum wage was supposedly thought basically this is the minimum amount of money that a company can pay you just legally. And you're not supposed to be looking for minimum wage work, but, you know, this is just so they're not cheating you out of anything. You should be looking for better wage stuff. The problem is a lot of jobs that people are using and, and side gigs, things are, are happening, aren't paying what our minimum wage is. And the minimum wage we have, uh, the federal minimum wage was set like in the 70s or 80s. Many states have upped it, but the real, real minimum wage is not livable by any means. And sometimes those are the best jobs that people can get, even if they're just side jobs. So you're not really making any money. That's the debate on that one. 1976, Family Feud premiered with Richard Dawson, you know, the guy that kissed everybody, if you remember that that far. There have been many other hosts. I mean, there's there's um the, the Ray guy who, who was there. I think Drew Carey hosted Family Feud for a while. And of course, right now it's being run by that guy who forgets things. Um, yeah, Steve Harvey. Uh, so he's doing what he is to keep the brand alive. But the first host was Richard Dawson, of course. Made really famous for being the game show host in The Running Man, where he showed his evil tendency and made you wonder, did he really want to kill those people on Family Feud? It really made you wonder for a bit. He really could do that evil thing really well. And in 1984, Democratic presidential candidate Walter Mondale chose U.S. Representative Ged, uh, Geraldine Ferraro, Ferraro, sorry about that, in New York to be his running mate, Ferraro. Ferraro was the first woman to run for vice president on a major party ticket. Uh, obviously, they did not win. The first woman to win that job was, of course, Kamala Harris in the last election. Um, we will see going forward, literally in a year, whether Kamala Harris will keep that job or we'll be seeing uh, other forms of people in new details running for president. Um, although we've already had a black president, the fact that we have three running as Republicans is a newer thing, but not as new as it would seem. Yesterday was Mojito Day. Day before that was Pina Colada Day. Yes, I want to put that song in here. One more day. Today, it's Pecan Pie. Now, you can call it a pecan, and then you can do what you want with that can to pee in, but it's Pecan Pie. So enjoy yourself some Pecan Pie. I know people in my family, for some reason, don't get it. I mean, it's it's literally just just syrup and, can, and nuts on top of it. So how can you go wrong with syrup and nuts? I don't understand. I don't know. Pecan pie, uh, one of my favorite desserts. And, and every time we go to uh, various restaurants, like a Jap we have this Chinese restaurant that's a buffet we go to. Uh, they do uh, various things. I always get pie and ice cream and one of those little ear, elephant ear cookies. Uh, I have to get that. I always save room for that because that's the, the highlight of the meal. Yes, I love me some dumplings. Yeah, that pepper chicken is awesome, but pecan pie is great. We're not going there tonight. So sorry, family. That's not the, the deal for tonight. Uh, and we'll see if I can sneak home just a mini pie for myself because the pam the family for some reason are weirded out by pecan pie, but it's my favorite. It's awesome. And finally, one more thing you might not have heard: drinking coffee after a workout could be the key to building better muscles. Researchers think consuming caffeine after exercise helps muscles recover faster and can improve an athlete's performance. A team of Australian researchers found after exercise, caffeine resulted in athletes having 66% higher glycogen levels, the muscle's primary fuel during exercise. And so that's basically sugar, and caffeine helps produce that per that. Uh, side note, when I do my MBA, we actually did a um, our, our project we did, we wanted to do something called Clear Coke, which is basically Crystal Pepsi. But it was, the whole point of that was to target fitness folks, people who, you know, drink these 
Coca-Colas, drink these caffeinated drinks. Didn't want the energy drinks and kind of wanted a Coke, but didn't want to have the stigma of drinking a Coke after a workout because of this, because of caffeine, because caffeine is known to be a good booster for after exercising. And this study, a good study, a worthy study, sort of proves it. Today, as I'm speaking these words, is Wednesday, July the 12th, 2023. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I want to thank everybody for being along for the ride, whether you're watching me live today. And we do have a lot of chat in the live discussion. Thank you so much for all you guys putting out there. I will go through and respond to all those things uh, when I get a chance to get off the live stuff. People who are watching this in the replay video down the line and people who are listening to the audio podcast, we enjoy, we appreciate, we need you around. That's that's to be honest. We can't do this literally without you because you guys do the bulk of the work for us in the podcast. You tell us what to talk about by following us on the feeds and telling us with engagement what goes on. The feeds, facebook.com slash this is a conversation project and twitter.com slash th underscore conversation. Be with us tomorrow. We're going to, we ran long today and we're trying to do pithier stuff. So we're going to kind of wrap this up pretty quickly now. Be with us tomorrow so we do more stuff. Give us some feedback on how we're doing, good, bad, ugly. Um, we didn't do so well in the pithy part today, but I think we did well in the headlines and, and the details. So it sort of worked out, although we're keeping an extra five minutes. Sorry about that. Make sure you are staying hydrated, staying limber and on task for all the grand things that you are here to do because we love you as a person and we love you as a customer, but we really need you around as a person because people around you need you for great things. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. We're going to wrap this thing up for today. I've got some editing to do and to go to the one of the, the three actual jobs I got to get to. They don't pay minimum wage. Thank God for that. And um, just get back into the news headlines. We're already posting stories every 50 minutes on our feeds. Check them out. Engage. And if you have some questions, email the show at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. We're out. Let's do this again tomorrow, shall we? Yes, I think we shall. <laughs>